Are you an optimist or a pessimist? Well, today we're going to be discussing a fundamental book in positive psychology, changing the fundamental ways you think and view the world. So this is a book by Martin Seligman, also author author of uh, Authentic Happiness. He's an incredible, incredible psychologist, author, and researcher. I'm a big, big fan and have followed a lot of his work. So starting off, One thing to understand going into analyzing optimism versus pessimism and hopefully moving towards optimism and away from pessimism, knowing that pessimistic thoughts, negative thoughts, and worry literally have a negative effect on your health. And if you enjoy life, if you want to live longer, which I hope all of you do, it's fundamental to be able to change these things. Issues like worry, negative emotions like anger, fear, uh, hatred have a negative, negative effect on your immune system and can really, really damage things if they're held long term. So it's important to realize that these things are not fixed. These things are growth based. They change on a cellular and chemical level every single day. You know, sometimes people have days where they're at like a a nine or a 10 level of, um, you know, anger, rage, hatred. And then the next day, something beautiful will happen. Maybe they have a kid or they, um, you know, they inherit some money. Hopefully their happiness goes up a little bit, but then using the law of averages with uh, numbers, it just comes right back down, you know, regression to the mean. So explanatory styles are the way humans explain the negative events to themselves through their inner dialogue. So how they explain events that happen in the in the world, things like, oh, I got fired because of this, you know, one person would say, uh, oh, I got fired because um, I'm worthless, I don't have any skills. And the other person would say, oh, I got fired because I just didn't know enough. You know, I need to move forward, learn more, and step-by-step get ahead, not necessarily in fast spurts, as Warren Buffett says. And optimists and pessimists have a very different way of dialogue um, in, in different ways of doing this. Pessimists have a universal, internal, and permanent way of explanatory style, where optimists are the opposite. They see problems as temporary, situation-specific, and externally caused. This is very, very powerful And very interesting when you kind of start wrapping your mind around this idea that pessimists kind of have this this fixed um, mentality. You know, it's kind of a fundamental book in mindset, which is Carol S. Dweck's book, uh, uh, Mindset, which is a fixed birth gross mindset. And really what that comes down to is people's idea of uh, how the world works. Some people believe things are constantly changing, which is the true way of thinking. It's, it's not even like a, a pin, an opinion, you know, a, a, all objects are constantly in motion. We're changing at a cellular and chemical level every single day. And the idea that anything is really fixed, like, oh, my ability to get a job, that's fixed. No, you control all those things. All those things are a scale based on your inputs that dictate your outputs. So if you're inputting into your mind, a bunch of negative people's opinions about your life and about the world, well, your outputs are probably going to be the same. You know, it's kind of like the mirror. But if you surround yourself with positively minded people, um, as woo-woo as that sounds, it's very true. And uh, it's, it's very interesting, you know, kind of the law of 33% that we talk about in other episodes. So 
understanding this, that pessimists have that universal, internal, and permanent way of thinking. And, you know, if, if they see things as like, oh, I lost my job, well, that's permanent. You know, they see it as like, uh, they don't see it as something that is just, uh, you know, a learning experiments. And optimists, on the other hand, <clears throat> see problems as temporary, situation-specific, and externally caused. <clears throat> and although it is important to... Uh, to realize that some situations, yes, you cause yourself. But the thing is, is you, um, fixating on those things that you caused, that doesn't help anything. That That's the issue with pessimists is they get strung up, they get hung up on these negative things. And if you ask them like, okay, sure, let's just assume you're right. Now what? Does it do any good to focus on those things? No, does no good at all never does any good. And I've been a victim of this too. I'm preaching to the choir. So <clears throat> understanding this, um, the ways of making sense of bad, of bad events are not fixed and can be shaped over time. These styles are molded through our personal experiences. No matter what style of self-talk you have developed, it can be changed. You know, a lot of people have developed this negative self-talk from their parents, their friends, their family. And it's it's very, very true. You know, a lot of people, let's say you grew up in a family that was, uh, um, you know, entrepreneurial and, uh, you know, they had their own business. They, um, I don't know, they practiced faith. They had a couple of, you had a couple of other siblings. Um, parents were always around. You always had friends around. You always had family around. Well, you're probably going to have somewhat of an optimistic view of the world unless one of those people was an extreme pessimist. But other people have uh, these lives where they grow up around extreme pessimism, which is never good. Extreme pessimism is always something that's very, very uh, dangerous and very scary, to be honest. Um, you know, it's, it's just a fundamental bad way of seeing the world. There's no point to it. There's, there's really no end game. So understanding this, you know, if, if you've grown up around pessimism, the good news is you can change this. You know, these things are not fixed. They're growth. And optimists really have a better immune system, and they tend to be more active and sustain more meaningful friendships. Very, very interesting, I find. Um, you know, I talked about the immune system with worry, with um, hatred, all these different things. It's basically you're just choosing life is energy over time, and you're choosing to spend your energy on things that are just futile. They're, they're frivolous, you know, they're fruitless. They don't have an end game, really. You know, you hating on someone because of a past event or you being angry on someone because of a past event and not letting go of that, letting your ego go for a little bit and go, okay, how can we move forward? What can we do better? You know, if I have to cut this person out of my life, I have to do that. But besides that, let me let me focus on a way we can move forward. And that's, that's really what optimism, uh, they focus on. You know, they have a better immune system because they tend to be more active in sustained meaningful friendships. And cognitive therapy and depression, this is a very interesting section of this book. So depression is not caused by negative life events or genetics alone, as most people think. So most people think, you know, oh, if you're uh, depressed, it's something happened to you in, in your life, which oftentimes it may be true, but it's kind of uh, uh, people have a misguided view of cause and effect and causation versus correlation. And oftentimes these... Uh, these events, they do have an effect, but 
Um, depression is not caused by negative life events or genetics alone. It comes down to the our explanatory style. This is so interesting. How we think about these events is the determining factor in whether or not we become depressed. Through many studies, Martin Seligman found that depression stems from an individual's belief that their action will be futile. So let's really dig into that, understand that. So realizing that it's not necessarily what happens to you, it's how you think about what happens to you. Are you reactive or proactive? You know, proactive people wake up every day and realize, you know, um, Charlie Munger says, uh, I spent my whole life planning for the worst and I'm happier for it. Now, this doesn't mean you need to, uh, um, you know, become a, uh, a doomsday prepper and kind of, you know, think the world's going to end. That, that's not what this means. Have rational bounds on this. What it means is he's, he's seen, you know, the worst of humankind. You know, if you study history, you see that humans are, are fallible. You know, they're, they're not perfect. We are, we are very, very fallible and no human is infallible. And realizing this, it's how we think about the events that is the determining factor in depression. You know, depression is basically um, something caused that stems from our ability or our belief that our actions will be futile. This is so important. If you get to the point where you really believe things are out of control, you need to get help. You need to have someone step in, show, give you the tools, give you the um, basically fundamental skills you need to get things back in your control because that's a slippery slope, man. If you feel like you're out of control of your life, if you feel like you have the kind of learn, have this learned helplessness that we'll kind of get into here in a second, um, it's terrible. It's one of the worst things that can happen to you. And that, that's where depression really, really comes out. And uh, it's, it's really a sad thing to see. You know, I've experienced this in the past. I've had friends experience this. I've had family experience it. I'm sure some of them still are. It's uh, the crazy thing is it's it's at large in our world, even though we have abundant technology in ways to get out of the rat race, get out of this kind of negative way of thinking where we believe that our actions are futile. They're not futile. That's the fixed mentality. What you want to focus on is the growth mentality. And so it really does not matter the loss, the defeat or the failure you face. It will only cause depression if you believe that nothing you can do can change that situation. Optimistic explanatory style benefits individuals in every aspect of life, career, school, athletics, and politics. So true. And, and he also has, a, if you have the soft cover version of this book, um, he talks about career on page 95, school on page 136, athletics 155 and 156, and then politics 192 and 193. That's kind of the basic principle for this. And then We'll kind of uh, begin to close this out with one of the interesting techniques that he lays out that's, that's really, really helpful. Um, you know, a lot of people rely on going to a, a therapist or, um, you know, someone to, to help them with these things when they feel like their lives are out of their control. And although this is uh, a good thing, it's important to be able to be your own therapist, you know, or if you have a close friend. Be, be able to go, okay, I have this book of learned optimism, or I learned from this little podcast. Let's try this ABC technique. And it's so simple, but oftentimes the simplest things are the best things. You know, people that try and overcomplicate things are usually charlatans trying to sell you something. So 
The ABC technique basically analyzes and changes negative self-talk. So if, if you realize that if you identify that you have this um, explanatory style, when something happens to you, you know, when, a, when an event happens in your life, maybe you lost a loved one, maybe you, uh, maybe it was little as failing a test or getting in a car crash or um, uh, losing something, cracking your screen, all these things. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how little or how big. We all have an explanatory style, you know, that, that thing that basically justifies um, why this happened. You know, oh, did it happen because, oh, I'm so dumb, you know, I'm so stupid. No, that's a terrible way of thinking. Or do you have a optimistic way of um, explanatory style where it's situation specific? It's um, something that's just temporary. You know, you, you can move forward from it. And really, what I like to do is just frame it as a learning lesson. Frame it as, you know, fool me once, shame on, uh, what is it? It's like, fool me once, shame on me, fool me, t- fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on you, something like that. And I can't remember exactly how it goes. But uh, basically, this ABC technique lays out... Um, how you change this way of thinking. And when you catch yourself in negative talk, analyze these three things. And that is what ABC stands for. Adversity, belief, and consequence. And beliefs largely determine this. So focus on them. So again, adversity, belief, consequence. So let's just, and in this book, by the way, I highly recommend you pick up a a copy of this because I mean, I think it's better than going to any therapist. You know, it's what? It's like a $10 book and it's basically like a do-it-yourself way of, uh, of switching your explanatory styles. Very, very fascinating. So really, um, sorry, a little yawn. Um, so adversity, uh, you know, you failed the test. Belief. What is your belief about this situation? If your belief is, if I fail this test, I'm worthless, or I'm no good, or, you know, I won't get into, or I won't get my dream job, well, it's a terrible way of seeing things. That's not seeing things as situation specific. That's seeing things as kind of permanent. No, 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 no. You want to see that as, oh, that, that was a learning experience. Next time, you know, um, I'm going to need to pivot and move forward, because dwelling on things is never good. Dwelling is never good. You need to have a bias towards action. That's a fundamental um, thing that we actually see in a lot of uh, America's top-run companies. And it's one of those things that you can extract from those companies and apply in your own life. Have a bias towards action. You know, if you contemplate doing something, just jump right in and the next thing you'll know, you'll be halfway done. And this is uh, very interesting. So again, the ABC is uh, adversity, belief, consequence. And it, it's kind of that simple cycle. So you can literally apply it to anything. Uh, you know, you get into a car crash. Adversity, the car crash. Belief, um, my life will never change because of this. Consequence, uh, you know, I wasn't injured, but now I have this negative view. Well, your belief dictates the consequence. It's not the adversity that dictates the consequence necessarily. It's really your belief about the adversity that dictates the consequence. So there's lots of ways to uh, to um, understand um, that you need to externalize these voices that you hear in your head. And, uh, you know, we're almost done with this episode, but I'll close you out with this. So disputation is another interesting way of... Um, of handling this type of thing. So disputation is basically testing every belief 
by four questions. Is this belief objectively true? Very, very important. So objective means take out all um, bias, take out all your subjective way of thinking, try and look at it from a third person perspective and go, okay, is this objectively true? If yes, what evidence is there? Is there any alternative explanation? And is, is what I'm thinking useful to me? Very, very important to analyze. And then the synthesized lesson from this book, and I'm sorry, I'm going kind of quick here at the end, trying to fit this in around 15 minutes. Um, so understanding disputation, the ABC um, technique really help you get past these um, roadblocks and explanatory styles and move towards an optimistic way of seeing things. So the synthesized lesson from this book is optimism is healthier than pessimism, both physically and mentally. Both are learned responses developed through life as our responses to negative situations. Our explanatory style is our, inten- our internal dialogue used to explain situations we can consciously change our explanatory styles through learned optimism. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe. And definitely pick up a copy of Martin Seligman's incredible book, Learned Optimism. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time.